Fireside Chat with Dustin Stelzer, May 25th, 2022. Well, how's everybody doing? Doing good. Well, uh, no, me and JD have a terrible <laughs> week. Awful week. <laughs> yeah, you're an electrician. So, yeah, I, mean, I, was, I was building pole lights in, in the rain yesterday. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Pole lights, uh, 20 foot tall uh, pole lights. I was putting the heads on the poles and pulling wire and wiring them up in the rain. Um, all right. That it sucks. Pretty awful. Yeah. And, and I didn't like, even you know, get all overhang or nothing. You could have like pulled no. them out here to not be in the rain. No, I can't get them inside the building because they're 20 foot long and the doors are only like 12 foot, 12 foot oh, wide. Come on. Just muscle it, bro. Come on. <laughs> I can't even do that with a skid steer, man. <laughs> I know. Dude, yeah, Ugh. some of those poles, they're so heavy. So do y'all use a bucket truck to lift them or do you have a crane? Uh so we have a um we used to do it with our mini excavator, but recently we've been calling in a uh, a crane company and they bring out their truck with a crane on it and we can set 20 of them in a day. Oh wow. That's so that, awesome. That's the way we normally do it nowadays. Yeah, we used to just always do it with a bucket truck because we did a lot of bucket work. We'd replace yep. a lot of the metal halides and uh, high-pressure sodiums and stuff with a lot of these shopping centers and just yep. all over the place. But yeah, the, having that bucket truck is a is a lifesaver. I, I can imagine. Yeah. Man, look at all these but motherfuckers. Just trying to be in a bucket and lifting something up. Uh, like, yeah. That's the stupidest thing in the world. So like, yeah, we true. would always just do it, you know, run the controls from the ground, but... Um, every once in a while you would need something would get stuck, you know, and you'd have to have somebody up in there. And when that, that thing slips and pops on you, it's fucking like what? 300 pounds. Yep. Oh man. Yep. Yeah. A crane is much safer. Oh yes. And faster. Dude, I've been driving a whole bunch of heavy equipment this week. Uh, yeah. There's a commercial site that we've been developing and it's, uh, it's for JLG, which is pretty much like John Deere. It's just a, a, tr- a company that makes heavy equipment. Right. And they're building a, it's like a half of a sales center so they can sell all these graders and backhoes and stuff like that. And the other half of it's maintenance. So it's just a big, probably 50,000 square foot building, but it's cool because I've been able to film like every single thing that I'm doing and nice. all the site work, all the digging and trenching and putting, you know, underground utility all the way out to a pole. So I think for content's sake, it's going to give me a whole lot of stuff to talk about, like just how to build a commercial building from the ground up. Yeah. But I love that, man. I can sit and throw headphones on and just be digging a trench all day wrong. <laughs> just, just driving a backhoe or a mini X or something like that all day long. It's so peaceful. It's, it's good until you've had a day of not digging and then it really starts to, you really start to get sore. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you talking about by hand or are you talking about just sitting in that chair? Sitting in the excavator chair. Oh, yeah. Especially like here, uh, we have nothing but bedrock. So I can get maybe about 18 inches with a mini X and then it's oh. just solid, like, you know, not even breakable stone. Yeah. So we My have warehouse get- all sandstone. So, yo, so Dustin, oh, I got man, a question. It's a nightmare because then that thing sits and hops around and you get stuck on a ledge and it just like, yanks oh. you around you're just uh-huh. you're trying to smash the rock and break it yep yeah that gets old real quick but when you got smooth you know dirt and it's just hundreds of feet of smooth dirt oh that's the best yeah it's it's nice man so i got a question dustin yeah we actually had two mini x's that we were running and it always sucks because you've got 
you got one person that's more experienced than the others. One half is like perfectly straight and the other half starts to bow and then they don't meet up where they were supposed to. Yep. That sucks. But yeah, I like it. Um, we just got this huge rain too. So like I was all gung ho. I got all my underground in. We had all these different trenches to, to run everywhere. And uh, I was going to call my inspection in. And it poured last night. Like we had some crazy fucking storm come through and it filled every creek up. And so I went out to that site and I mean, I build strut racks at all the ends and I put strut straps because I don't want anybody fucking up my undergrounds. I want all of it to go real smooth. So nothing floated up in the pipes, but like all of that shit, it wasn't even just raining. It was like extreme winds. And so a lot of our, stuff got backfilled so now i have to go dig a bunch of it out for our inspection because they won't approve it if there's anything back in that trench um all right we got enough people in here now it's doing a weird thing so like normally there's a stage and there's people below so why is this just putting everybody on because we're not in the stage chat we're just in the vc this is just a normal vc voice channel this isn't a stage Oh, got you. Okay. See, y'all know way more about this stuff than I do. That's why we're here. I've been using it for for seven years now. Yeah. (laughs) And daily. I know back when I first started the server, I was using it all the time and I just knew everything about it. And it's been so long since I've been that involved in it. And now, like, just looking on the side, dude, everything's so well organized. Yeah. I feel like it really came together. There's yeah. a bunch of places too on on the side that I don't even I have no clue what they do. <laughs> but yeah. I'm glad that y'all are getting something out of it. We have 13 bots running. Holy yes. crap. Okay, so what do some of these bots do? So Vardouche was a guy that know? I sniped from a plumbing server and sure he came Zach in. Tell me rebuilt the whole server there's like a did we ever get the whole thing figured out the verification of um like who's licensed and who's not i don't know if there's that in place can you can you hear rotate um i can't you can't Uh, okay um, am i am i muted for him rotate are you speaking you're muted on my side yeah i need me i could hear him i don't know why anyone else Dustin, you might have him muted yourself. Oh, that's weird. Um, yeah, he's muted. Yep. tag. I feel so like I just got dragged through the ditch. Damn. <laughs> there we go. God, I can hear you, man. <laughs> Talking all this shit. And you're just like, no, nah, no, nah, fuck this guy. <laughs> no, I wasn't ignoring you, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I wonder if I muted anybody else. I don't, I didn't intentionally do that. You were the only one muted too. Maybe Zach knows I really don't like you. And so he just put like a bot just yeah. for muting you. <laughs> no, I turned, I turned down your, Hey, you come work for me. application. Now fuck this guy. Yeah, that's what it was. I was really, <laughs> I was really fucking hurt about that. Uh, it's all right. We found some new people. No, uh, that's they're good. all good. Yeah, I don't know yet. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get my first trooper, so I'm in. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Um. Oh. Yeah. I I brought a couple people in. Um. There's one kid that I thought was going to be really promising, and he was about to get his residential wireman's license. He had like three and a half years, and uh, 
you know, really calm, mellow, kind of worked slow, but he was meticulous. And he just called me out of the blue and he's like, Oh my, you know, I had another company call me and, uh, evidently he was in the IEC and he had a company that was paying for him to, um, go to the IEC for school after work. And he quit that company. So the IEC kicked him out of class and it was like already paid for and everything. So he had to find a member somebody another company that was an iec member that like pays to be within the iec to work for so that he could keep going to school so he found a different company that would pay for all of it makes so sense that kind of sucked i told him i was like shit we'll pay for it we're not in the iec but it's for a contractor to be an iec member it's 189 a month and then they charge about 1500 dollars a year in tuition and about 500 dollars a year in books for these kids to go through this stuff and I'm like, fuck, man, I don't know you well enough to know if it's worth my time to pay for all that for you. But, uh, you know, I was willing to put in a couple weeks and just see if the guy was worth it. And if he was worth it, like, fuck, yeah, I don't mind paying for school at all. I believe in that 100 percent. I will say I'm part of IEC. Like, you still maintain your non-union uh, aspects of the contractor, but it is worth it in terms of the training that us apprentices get. Because a lot of these people that are non-union, they don't give us the training that you know could benefit. Like you do your YouTube videos and whatnot. Yeah, that training really sends you forward. Like it's kind of it gives you like union training without having to deal with all the union bullshit. Yeah. But it still is on the back end between companies and the school it, it, and the, the employees. It's still very much like the union. Like you can share employees, you can borrow things from other people, you can get hired and get recommendations based off of if you're a member. So like from a business standpoint, it definitely makes sense. And if the training's really good, then, you know, it definitely makes sense too. Yeah, the training depends on like which uh, IEC you're part of because sometimes they vary by uh, jurisdiction. At least the St. Louis one's pretty good. Yeah, I've heard that too. Depending on the area, what instructors that you have, um, it can vary greatly in the quality that you're being taught. But I've gone through the IEC, the IEC's um, journeyman exam prep. I went to classes. It was like a three day class, eight hours a day, and that was really good. I mean, that got me. From knowing very little about code to knowing a whole shitload in just three days, it like blew my mind open taking that class. It was $400 for that damn class. Yeah. But for apprentices, you know, we all make a lot of money that the companies do pay for it. It really does help out a lot instead of just trying to compete with people who are in the union. Yeah. It makes sense. I wonder, is it only really like the larger companies that you guys are seeing that are paying for it, or do you work for smaller companies and they still send you? So my boss was in the IEC, but he recently stopped paying dues, and it's just me and him. I never went to school, so. My company of, like, 20 people sent me through school, so. Okay. But it wasn't, it wasn't through the IEC, it was through ABC. And so oh. the IEC I'm part of, uh, my company has, I want to say, around 85 to 90 people. And our company pretty much, our company owns the building the IEC is located in, and a lot of our companies have, we're also working for IEC as well. But uh, also, of course, a different company, they had left the IEC, because when you're really small, like nine people, it didn't really make as much sense. But when you're bigger, especially you need the people, and you need them well-trained, especially in commercial. Like residential doesn't make sense, but commercial it does make sense. Yeah, it seems to like for a smaller company, like the company I'm running right now, there's 13 of us that are out in the field. 
So for that level, I already know everybody that's going to work out and be great electricians. And I know the people that are not going to work out or that they've been helpers for seven years and they're not going anywhere. So it's like, I feel like it would be unfair to only offer schooling to some people and not others. But I feel like the people that show the most promise are the ones that I would want to invest in all of that money with. Well, that's the thing. You can't pick and choose who you send through school. If you're IEC member, that's where it's kind of union esque in certain things, but you have to send everyone through school. So that's weird. They didn't tell me that when I talked to the union rep or when I talked to the IEC rep, he said a lot of contractors will just take, uh, some of their people, and they actually have different tiers for uh, how much it costs based on how many of your employees you want to send. If you want to send like one in, it costs a certain thing. But if you want to send five or six in, yeah, but yeah. he never said anything maybe about it has explained to me wrong, or maybe we have a different program here. But it's no the company like uh, at least in St. Louis, if the company hires you, they have ninety days. So like they have a minimum ninety day probationary period. From that point, if they still employ you, they have to send you <clears throat> enroll you in their school and do all that stuff. And that's an IEC rule? Yeah, at least that's St. Louis, or at least that's company policy. It was explained to me like it was IEC, so maybe it was a company policy, or maybe that's just a strict St. Louis thing. I'm okay. not really sure, because there are certain things like, you know, you have a minimum pay scale, and you can have to get the pay apprentices at least, like, I think it's like $12 an hour here. It's low. But they still have certain pay scales. Oh, so you have prevailing wage out there, right? Yeah, we have prevailing wage. I'm actually on a prevailing wage job right now. Okay. Yeah, we don't have that here. Texas is right to work, so like we employers have a lot more power to just kind of do whatever the fuck they want. Well, and we also don't have a union presence. I mean, we we do. There might be like 30 union companies and like 1,500 non-union companies. So, so you guys don't have prevailing wage at all. No, or I mean, I've done a couple prevailing wage jobs, but yeah, it was for the government on government jobs that never. That's what I'm saying. That's what. That's what. Yeah, that's what yeah. prevailing wage is for government. Yeah. Well, I think that there's. I think there are actual areas, states that go by prevailing wage, so it's not just government. But I think here, that's it's correct. Like, yes, New York right. is like that. Prevailing yeah. wage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah state that's that regulation. Here we have prevailing wage jobs, but it's not prevailing wage over everyone. Yeah. Do you do a lot of government work? Uh, our company does a fair bit. Yeah, we definitely get a lot of uh, prevailing wage jobs. I'm going to be I'm on one right now, but I'm also going to be on one in a different town pretty soon once work starts up this summer. So we do do a fair bit. It's not all we do, though. Do you like it, or is it more of a pain in the ass? Um, paperwork side, which is the side I don't have to deal with, it's a pain in the ass. But, you know, making a couple extra dollars, I make more than what the prevailing wage would uh, already give me, so it doesn't really affect me much as it is now for journeyman. Like, the job I'm on right now, it's fairly low, but it's $35 an hour for journeyman. But there are other ones worth 65 so it depends. It really depends on how much money you can make, how many pickups there's going to be, because a lot of the government jobs, they tend to, like, they tend to take a lot longer than a normal job. They tend to go way over budget. And that's just the nature of government work because they change everything and the design specifications change and you just have delays because you have to source things a certain way or you have to have a certain level, certain amount of minority workers. And yeah. you can't run a job unless you have like, you know, an African-American person or a woman. So that's where yeah. 
kind of tougher if you don't have a zipper to the uh, base of your company. Because you do have to have priorities. Yeah, so it seems like you would have to be a little bit larger of a company, but also I'm sure that the timetables are a lot more stretched out than a normal job, so you can afford to be slower and take longer with a bigger budget. Yeah, it just depends on how that project's going. Because the timetables are the same as, like, you started with the, like, it's you started like it's any other commercial job. And then hiccups start happening when they start changing things. Yeah, but I would imagine with, with, government buildings the majority of them are large structures so you probably have larger crews out there doing stuff too right well funny enough the prevailing wh job i want right now is actually an apartment complex and it's not even section eight it's just um it's something to do with they were able to upgrade the area and they got a tax credit and uh the city of st louis gave them money for it that way oh so, so to get not, the tax credit they have to yes they have to follow the okay yeah, so not all the time is your prevailing wage job going to be like some uh, thing strictly for the government. Sometimes it's private entities, normally for like uh, like apartment complexes. If they have a certain number of you know affordable housing, along with the nice ones too. But uh, generally speaking, you don't, it can either be a big building or it can be something as small as a post office. So it really depends. Or DMV, or like a small school, or like a, you know, just small government office. I do a decent amount of uh, public work, I guess you could call it. Do federal work and state and county work. Uh, the stuff that you're doing, is it still... Um, like, I know you do a lot of multifamily specifically, but is it is it multifamily-esque stuff that you're no, doing? No, no, it's nothing like that. It's... um. We do a lot of schools, like K through twelve schoolwork for Broward County, Palm Beach County, Orange County, and then we also do a ton of VA work, Veteran Affairs, um, and then we're also going to get into DOD <coughs> too. So my boss is a ex Navy, so he gets the disabled veteran qualification to allow him to get a lot of those projects. Oh wow! That's the key. Is at least for the VA, like even I think on the con, you know, we're we're on the design side, but even on the contracting side, you have to have uh, a disabled veteran qualifications. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, on the engineering side, for you, then is it is it a lot more? Um, like are things like way overbuilt is it kind of more of a pain in the ass to deal with those kind of jobs where you have a little bit maybe more leeway with regular yeah it is i mean va is like the the red tape is 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 on another level like i can't even describe it like you'll design like we're doing an operating suite renovation for the uh, va in puerto rico and it's we design, we we got the job up to like seventy five percent construction documents like a year ago, and then we gave it to the VA, and the VA is like, "Oh, our medical staff or doctors or whoever didn't review this, and they don't like the they don't like the layout, so we have to change everything." <laughs> so it's like, "Oh, okay, well we designed everything, but the good thing is they will pay you to redo everything." So there's that's a good thing about the government work. 
is you will always get paid. You never have to worry about get not getting paid because the money is there. Like to get approval for the job, the money's there. You know, it's just waiting to be taken. Where a lot of these pub pro, uh, private pro jobs, you don't know. You may have to go to a bill collector or something to get paid. Who knows? You know what I mean? So that's why it's like attractive. But the process is very long. You know, you, you may be on a job like that for years, you know, till they actually finish it between the design, the construction and everything like that. So uh, that's job security, though, man. That's oh, yeah, it is. As much as it sucks to do things over and over, there's guys that I work with that they like they just get so pissed when changes come down the line. And I'm like, dude, you're making the same hourly wage. You know, if you're if you're redoing the same thing over and over for like a week yeah it's mind-numbing and it annoys you because you want to see progress happen but fuck the, the check still clears you still get the same amount every week so like what are you bitching about really but i get it though i mean I, I i'm i am that person where it's like i love seeing progress i love seeing things complete so i can start a new thing and then that, that continued progress is kind of what keeps me driving and if i have to go back and do stuff over and over it just melts my brain yeah i hear you um but like i said the the reason a lot of people go after those jobs is because like you said job security and and you know the pain the pain the money's always there that like at this particular hospital in puerto rico they have rfps coming out every week just or every every month literally there's just so much work to be done it's a huge building i mean they've got you know 10 generators or something big generator plant I means massive so they're just continuing it's like legos they just continue to expand and and build on to what they have because the fed has a lot of money they're never running out of money you know God, they're not really. going anyway anywhere yeah i wish they would uh, have a conversation around that here in Texas because the amount of construction that's happening in uh, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, and Austin, like we're in this huge triangle of just nonstop fucking growth and all these people. It really? Yeah, it's like that here too. South Florida is the same way. It's really crazy. Well, the shit of it though is we haven't built a new power plant in like 25 or 30 years. We haven't, we're not expanding our grid at all. So the amount of power that's being used, we're <laughs> getting up to capacity every day. And it's only 90, you know, it hasn't even hit hundreds yet here. So just from having all of these new houses and all of this development over years and years and years, and we just, we'll, we'll throw up new cities in like two or three years, you know, just like, like thousands of homes. It's nuts, but we, we keep having these rolling blackouts. And then last winter we had that freeze and we had to, uh, you know, we kept losing power. And so Texas is not developing any more of their grid and we have all these people moving in. So I just feel like this hey. summer, once it starts getting really, really hot and everybody is at all times, all day long running AC, yeah. um, I'm worried about it. There's actually a lot of other like GCs, like some older guys that I've talked to that they're like, dude, you just watch like this shit getting crazy. What about the factory? Aren't they building that Tesla factory over there too? Yeah, but I think they're, they're the amount of solar that they're putting to kind of compensate for what their use mm -hmm. is. Um, yeah, the gigafactory, right? That's what you're talking about. Is that going in in Texas? 
Yeah. Yeah, I think Austin. it's in Austin, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's the biggest building I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Which side of Austin is that on, Dustin? Do you know? Uh, it's like, it's like in, uh, is it like Elgin or Manor? It's not quite out in Elgin or, or Manor. It's like, um, maybe. No, it is Manor because they had to school. They had to shut down the Manor uh, school district for an entire day when they opened because uh, all of the traffic <laughs> just from getting through all of there. They had to call the, the school district and they had the high school and middle school and everything um, take the day off. So, like even that, just to open their factory for the grand opening celebration, they had so much influence in that town that they could Jesus. close down an entire fucking school district. That's crazy. That's wow. retarded. That's yeah, man. wow. You should, uh, you can see it off the toll road. If you're ever out on 45 or on a uh, one thirty, um, and you're going North up to like Georgetown or something like that. It's on the right. It's a f- massive. Oh, I'm going to Georgetown next week. So yeah, I'll, I'll keep my eye out for that. I'm yeah, going to, know. I'm going to Dallas. So we'll see if I can get my family to, uh, to you're going to Houston, to JD, not Dallas. Well, either way, I mean, you can still see right, Galveston. I'm dumb. I don't know. I don't know Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you go pay your twenty seven dollars to drive that couple miles of road, and doesn't does Texas reciprocate with uh, K tag and it uh, Oklahoma? It does. Yep. So, oh, does yeah. it really? I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can go straight have... up through Kansas on that tag. Yep. Okay. There's another one too. I think that Houston uses, isn't there? Like, there's Tex tag. K and then there's one. It's other Oklahoma. One. Yeah. Yeah. K tag. No, it's a, it's another company. Oh. Uh, like another, it's called a different kind of tag. <laughs> and I, I see it on some people's trucks. Hmm. Hmm. It sucks though, that everything's so privately owned because like all the best ways to get anywhere are these toll roads oh. and they're so expensive, man. But I, you know, I'm bitching you. There are people from, Dallas and Houston and New York and LA that are on toll roads all day, every day. Nope. I just, re- I just remember doing the whole Brownsville construction for SpaceX. I thought that was massive. Oh, really? You were down there for that? Yeah. <laughs> That's dope. I actually want to hear some stories. Did you get to, what did you get to work on? Uh, soup to nuts. I was there for six months. Uh, did their power wall alpha installation as well as uh, a couple of the redundant trunk lines and power feeds in with uh, me and several thousand other people. Uh, I was going to say squat was on the same job I was on. Oh, really? Oh, squat. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I didn't know it at the time and we touched and I was explaining a, a job that I was at and I couldn't really say where it was at the time. And he's just like, was this there? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, we were on the same job site together. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. No, but this is two, two years ago or whatever is when that expired. So you can talk about it now. Well, damn dude, I didn't know you were down here. I forget. Yeah, I was down there for, yeah, I, forget. I, I was down there for six months. Yeah, don't you have uh, 
don't you have family down in Del Valley? Or you were thinking about moving down to Del Valley, but I thought it was because you had family here. Uh, Del Rio. Del Rio. Yes. Del Valley. Oh, yeah, that's really right different. Down there than by Del Hill. Yeah, yeah, way different. It's like nine hours difference. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, when you said you were going to come move down here, I was like, oh, Del Valley, that's not too far. Like, I could, you know, I could actually run into him from time to time. But yeah, Del Rio, no fucking way. Yeah, we just wave high on the tollway. Yeah, Texas is so spread out. Like, uh, I'll talk to people, and I'm like, oh, I had to go over here, drive an hour and a half. And they're like, an hour and a half? Like, you actually drive an hour and a half to go to these jobs? It's like, yeah, you can't really get anywhere in Texas without going an hour and a half to get there. I mean, there's everything's so spread out. Our, our, all of our major cities are, you know, three hours apart. But it, like people make that commute normally just to, to get off of a road somewhere. Like if you're driving down a highway, our on ramps and off ramps are are miles apart. Like you'll get off and be driving down a frontage road for a couple of miles before you're able to get back on. And it, it's just it's not like any other state where everything's so packed together. We just have so much space here, and we're filling it with California people. i don't sound too bitter about that it's funny all the california people moved to texas and all the new york people moved to florida really same kind of problem all the floridians hate them yeah man like where i'm south florida is like it's like everybody from new york well not everybody but i would say like like 50 percent of the people are transplanted from new york at some point in their life Yeah, dude, it's like dominoes here. There's no, it, we joke about it, but it's going to get to the point where it's like an invasion has happened and it's not Texas anymore because the, just the amount of people that move here and the amount of money they have compared, you know, the different economies, like a million dollars is like a hundred dollars out here, you know, and they all have a million dollars and they're coming out here and the prices, you can't buy a house anymore. You haven't been able to for years. So like it's normal. I know tons of realtors out here and it's normal for 60 to 200,000 over asking price just cause they fucking can. So nobody can buy a house here and it's raising everybody's property taxes. We just had this huge increase where a bunch of people's property taxes went up like 30 to 40%. And these are people that have three to $4 million homes. So they're talking like an extra 90 to $150,000 a year in taxes. They're fucking pissed, dude. So there's tons of people that are like, kicking back against the city and um, there was no tax raise during COVID. So it's like two years of non-tax raises all got slapped on top of each other. But yeah, on top of it, you can't buy vehicles because all these fucking rich people can just afford an $80,000 truck that was normally $50,000, but just, you know, fuck you. I got money. So that's why people in Texas don't like California people. It's not anything about like, who they are or anything like that. Austin's very liberal. So California people coming over here, like it fits, but then also because they are very wealthy people, a lot of them are influential people and they're influential in politics and local government. And so they start to change policy so that they're making this place like it was in California rather than keeping it Texas. That's the other thing that pisses everybody off is like, Austin's liberal enough, but it's still a conservative state. 
And so the change of all of the politics that's happening in all of these cities because of the wealth and influence that's moving here. And then you have all these massive corporations. You got Tesla and Facebook and Twitter and Apple and Dell and like all these huge California silicone, uh, silicon companies or Silicon Valley companies are coming here and just changing everything. It's like, fuck you, man. So that's why I'm going to California, Colorado, but Colorado, they say the same thing. When I go out to Colorado, they're like, you Texans need to stop moving out here. We're so tired of you guys bringing all your conservative bullshit, your guns and horses. <laughs> but it's the same thing out there too. There's lots of California and New York, you know, lots of people going to Colorado and they're changing it. So it's not Colorado anymore. Um, well, I don't really have anything like, planned to talk about. I just kind of wanted to catch up with you guys. Um, I have to get up at four in the morning and go oh. drive to a ranch. I probably told you guys about this, but I'm working out at this ranch right now. That's like, I don't know, tens of thousands of acres. This is some super rich lawyer, but they've got giraffes and zebras and Cape Buffalo and wildebeests and ostriches, any kind of a creature you could ever I guess want to kill the they've got on this fucking ranch. Um, it's the craziest shit I've ever seen. So you can go pay like a hundred grand and go shoot a fucking zebra. Um, I think it's, it's silly. It's a silly, it's an obscene that's, amount of wealth. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But it's a really cool place. There's like five houses, some like there's uh, cowboys that actually like live on the ranch down here. That's kind of how it is. Like they, there's usually like, uh, ranch hands that live on a property and they tend to all the animals and they tend to the land and everything. Um, it's like that for a lot of places in Texas, Montana and stuff like that. You'll actually have cowboys that like, they just live on the place and that's all. Is it, is it like in that show Yellowstone? Yeah. Yeah. That's a real representation of how like large landowners work when they have cattle and they run cattle. <laughs> that's funny man i don't think i could uh i could fit in over there yeah it's a little different in texas because in texas everybody here is so big on claiming land that they fence up everything everywhere so you're not running cattle on other people's land and stuff like that but there are ranchers that own hunt a lot of them have high fences so they bring all these exotic animals in because then, so these dudes are smart. Like they make their land prosperous, so they get ag exemptions. So they pay next to nothing for taxes because they're, they're wild. The hunting is not really about the sport of hunting. It's the fact that we'll Derek's and we'll do a contract the shit on, on it. So, so if you uh, people say like, oh, you can just shoot somebody in Texas and get away with it, like that. Yeah, that's true up to a certain point. Um, today people are a lot smarter and like you can, a judge can look at a situation and be like, no, you like, you legitimately just tried to kill that person. It's, it's not as, as like wild west as people thought, but like back in the day, you used to have to pay a lot of money to have somebody bring you on a boat from the East coast all the way around Florida and over to Texas. And they would drop you off and say, fucking good luck. <laughs> like there's not another person. There's Indians out here. And they would uh, a lot of the Indians would come and like kill the cattle and they would take a lot of the farm equipment and stuff. And that's why the, the gun rules were the way that they were in Texas, because literally if they come and take your cattle, you're fucked. There's no police. There's no stores. There's no shit. 
So if they take your your cattle or any of your farming equipment or anything, you're as good as fucking dead out in the middle of Texas somewhere. So the gun rules were like, no, if somebody's going to take your shit, fucking kill them. It's either you or them. But like, we're the Wild West in a lot of ways, but the the amount of wealth that's here and the pride in Texas, that's the why the way it is the way that it is. So if you're from California, stay the fuck out of Texas. <laughs> you know, it's like I said, I have a saying. It's like, we don't care about the illegals. We care about the Californians. Close the borders to them, not the illegals. Dude, yeah, like Mexicans, my homies. I, I seriously work, work a lot of them all day long. They work. I can't even fucking keep up, dude. I try. Hardest like, they work harder, they're smarter. They're like they have bigger hearts than anybody else. They fucking cook better. Like everything about their culture <laughs> is fucking better than us. It's so stupid, but yeah, California people. I don't know. I'm still not sold. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna let you guys go. I gotta, I gotta go to bed. I'm so tired, and I gotta get uh, up in the morning. Y'all are welcome to stay on here and bullshit as long as you want. All right. It was good well, to talk to y'all. Have a good I'll, night, uh, Dustin. Yeah, you too. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>